Welcome to Live Your Full Life Now podcast. So we're still on the same teaching. The title is Encourage, Empower, and Get Results. And um, I've been talking about how our words can, uh, toward ourselves and toward other people, can actually empower us, build us up, you know, bring healing and peace to us and to other people, or it can do the opposite. You know, it can cause a lot of damage and what scripture has to say about it. Um, so in this teaching, I want to use some scripture, go over some scripture as far as uh, when we're being critical, when we're being harsh, and when we're being judgmental toward other people, and we use your word, we, we, we use our words to say things um, along those lines to other people. So I'll be reading some scripture to you guys, and this is Proverbs twelve eighteen says, The words of the reckless pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. So pay attention. It says the words of the reckless. Reckless means what? Like not being careful, right? Remember, I said those thoughts will come to your mind and you have to be careful about the words you speak. And I'm going to actually add this as well to not only your words, but you have to be careful about your tone as well, because you can say the same, same thing in a very gentle, loving and calm tone. And the person may receive it versus if your tone is harsh, you're, you know, you raise your voice, they may same words, they may not receive it. So be very mindful and actually even look into the power of tone, you know, do some research on that. But tone has a lot to do with whether the person who you're giving advice will receive it or not. Um, so remember, we cannot be reckless because when we're reckless, Proverbs twelve eighteen said that it pierces like a sword. It pierces like a sword into their, you know, into, it says, into their heart, right? Into their soul. Like it, it, they feel attacked and that's not a good feeling. They get hurt, Right. If we're reckless. Okay, Proverbs eleven nine says, With their mouths, the godless destroy their neighbors, but through knowledge, the righteous escape. Wow, what a powerful verse. So the godless, so in other words, if we're godly, if we know the word of God, if we have the Holy Spirit, we're not just going to say anything that comes to our mind. We're not just going to like take things into our own hands and try to fix people and do things, right? We're going to pray and wait and hear from God and knowing how to handle the situation. And even if you have to speak the facts, we're going to say it on love, right? Um, so the second part of that verse says, through knowledge, the righteous escape. Through knowledge of what? Through knowledge of who we are in Christ. Through knowledge of the word of God, because that's what we believe. We're not going to let the godless come against us and destroy us with their words, because we're going to say, well, that's not true. I don't receive that. I believe what the word of God says about me. Um, Proverbs 15, 4 says, The soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. Perverse. Uh, soothing tongue. So if the words that you're saying are soothing to the other person, it's like a tree of life. In other words, it's going to bear fruit. Remember, a tree continually bears fruit. Every season it has fruit. Over and over, like if you water it, it gets the sun and the nutrients it needs. It doesn't bear fruit one year and say, I've done my job, you know, that's it, I'm, I'm done. No, it bears fruit every year. So, and how many people can benefit from the fruits that that person is going to bear because your tongue was soothing to them, right? Um, <clears throat> and again, a perverse tongue, an evil and wicked tongue, things that we say that are negative, evil, um, and demeaning, it crushes their spirit. It crushes, if you, if you felt like I can fix that person by telling them this, not only you didn't fix them, you made things worse for them and for yourself. 
Psalm 64.3 says they sharpen their tongues like swords and aim cruel words like deadly arrows. So do you see how many times scripture uh, says that our tongue is like a sword? What does a sword do? You know, in the old days, that's how they fought, right? When they didn't have guns, they fought with swords and they killed each other with that. So a sword can kill, it can destroy, it can cause so much damage to the other person's soul, mind, you know, attitude, thoughts, emotions, that the Bible says, you know, our words are like deadly arrows, like swords. So we have, that's why we have to be so mindful of the words that we say to other people, especially to our loved ones, especially to people in our family who, uh, you know, who value, who value our opinion of them. Um, I honestly think this is so important between husband and wives as well, because sometimes we just take it for granted and we just even jokingly say things that really hurts the spouse. Um, we think they're helping them or we think we're being funny, but really, you know, the Bible says that your voice can be like a sword. So why would we want to do that to our spouse? Because if they're not happy, trust me, you can't be happy, right? Where's the fruit in that? Um, Psalm 52, 2 says, you who practice deceit, your tongue plots destruction. It is like a sharpened razor. Again, it's saying a tongue can be like, before it says it could be, it's like a sword. It's like a deadly arrow, an arrow that kills. And now it's like, now it's saying it can be like a sharpened razor. Can you imagine that? A sharpened razor into your spirit, into, into your soul, into your emotions and how you feel about yourself. Somebody's words if we allow it, can do that to us. And our words, if they allow it, can do that to them. And trust me, a lot of people are not aware of their worth in Christ, even if they're Christian, even if they're saved, because they don't really spend time in the Word. They're not aware of how valued, how precious they are to God, and how capable they are, and how far they can go uh, with God's Spirit in them, how much they can accomplish, how worthy they are. So when we say something wrong and negative and criticizing and judgmental to them it's like what deadly arrow you know deadly arrow sword sharpened razor why do we want to do that to our loved ones that's so wrong again if you're doing that and we think our motives are good so that justifies it just keep in mind the enemy can use you just just like he can use other people other loved ones in your life to attack you and to, for you to attack each other, to, you know, cut each other, um, to, you know, make each other feel bad and um, broken and like a failure. And um, it's not good. So these, you know, all these verses that I went through, it was at least five, six, five verses that I went over has to do again with the pow extreme power that is in our tongue, in our mouth and the words that we speak. And remember that the Bible says in Revelations, I don't know the exact words, it says the accuser of the brethren is Satan. So a lot of times when you're accusing of somebody and you're saying, it's your fault, you did this and you did, it's your fault. You know, a lot of times when things are wrong or when we don't feel, about, feel good about ourselves, we like to accuse. We like to put the blame on something somewhere because it's taking that, maybe that pressure off of us or that blame is kind of removed from us. Maybe we don't feel bad about ourselves as much when we put the blame on somebody else. But remember, again, the enemy can use you. And it says, because the accuser of the brethren, so whoever is accusing you coming against you, it could be used by the enemy to attack you. And I'm not saying that, 
you know, when you do something wrong and people are doing something wrong, we should just say nothing and pretend everything is fine and just be like gentle and have grace. I'm not saying that at all. You know, there's a lot of times that we have to be corrected. There has to be course adjustments. People have to speak the truth to each other because maybe they don't know what they're doing is wrong, but we have to do it in love. We have to do it with prayfully, um, sp- speaking and asking for advice from God and knowing when and how to go about it, not just what we think is right, how we think is right, because obviously it's not working, right? Um, so um, I think I'm going to end this teaching here, but the next teaching I want to talk about the power of the encouraging words that uh, we can have. We definitely have a choice in the words that we speak, regardless of how we feel right? We don't have choice and control over how other people speak toward us, but we have a choice. Let's do this battle. Let's, let's break the power of the enemy. Let's come against him by lifting the other person in our lives, by encouraging them and see the effect of it. See, because if they are encouraged, if they are, if they're becoming aware of who they are on Christ, and you might say, well, they're not even saved. Okay, then that's Maybe God has put you in their life so you can draw them closer to God, but they're not going to want to hang out with you or be close to you or do things with you if they feel judged and criticized all the time, if they feel attacked, if, because when they're with you, they feel like they're not good enough, they're not they're a failure, uh, they can't get it right, so they don't want to be around you, right? So how could you, like, if you're a churchgoer, if you read the Word, if you go to small groups, they're not going to go with you because they can't stand you. They don't feel good when they're with you. So one way maybe is just to keep your mouth shut, show them grace, and but invite them. Invite them when you go to church. Invite them when you go to small groups. Invite them when you want to read the word. Invite them when you go to Christian seminars or, um, you know, uh, concerts or anything like that where they would hear the word of God. But again, just remember, they have to feel loved and accepted and empowered by you for them to want to hang out with you, right? So um, the next teaching, like I said, I'm going to dedicate it to um, the power of encouraging words and what the scripture has to say about that. So until then, God be with you and God bless you.